What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 81 of the Around the Crease podcast. This week, we're talking with St. Dominic's head coach, Tom Rooney. So let's get into it. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being a, being a guest on this week. I'm, I'm looking forward to having you and, and talking a little bit about uh, lacrosse on, on Long Island, and especially at St. Dominic's. Hey Mike, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So you know, before we get started um, in in talking about specifics about the the program and the school, why don't you tell us a little bit about what what's your history with coaching lacrosse? So uh, I I started coaching lacrosse in '96 at uh, St. Joseph Regional High School. Uh, that's in Montvale, New Jersey. Uh, I soon uh, is. Moved over to uh, Long Island. I coached at Hewitt High School uh, for one year in, in the uh, spring of '99, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And then I, I started coaching at Syosset High School, and I coached there as an assistant uh, from 2000 to 2012. Um, you know, we had a good run there, a couple county championships, a Long Island championship, uh, made it to the state finals, um, lost to West Jenny. That was a that was a tough one. I'll never forget. Yeah. Um, and then in uh, 2013, I became the head coach of Fort Washington High School here on the island. Uh, I did four years there. Uh, had a good run there. They they had gone through a dry spell of about 12 years without winning a playoff game and, and getting past the quarterfinals. And we went and uh, you know made the semifinals three times and the finals once. In my four years, had a had a great run there, great great school, great kids, great parents, and then I took the head job at um, Hills West High School out in uh, Suffolk County, um, and I did that for two years. And and I, I another great spot and great kids and and you know great parent support, school support. Um, the minute I kind of got to Hills West, St. Dominic uh, was asking for you know me to take over the program and. Um, my boys had since gone to St. Dom's and, uh, you know, after two years and then my daughter started at St. Dom's as a student, I said, you know, maybe I should just, you know, go over there. So I've been at St. Dominic's. I'm entering in my third year there at St. Dominic High School. So you have a uh, pretty storied history, especially on, you know, a, a, you know, I don't want to say a state, like an area like Long Island that's got, it's got its own, own history. Um, you know, for the people that may not know, cause you know, obviously it's, I think Long Island and Baltimore kind of almost have this mythos um, surrounding them, you know, even to people that live on the East Coast, but especially people outside the East Coast. Can you kind of explain a little bit, like, what what, what is lacrosse like on Long Island? Like, what does it mean uh, yeah. to the area? It, it's, it's, it's big. You know, it really hit me when you look at, like, the all Long Island football team, you know, and you have these great players, 1,000-yard rushers and you know, 2,000-yard passers, almost all of their bios end with will play college lacrosse at, you know. Um, you know, basketball, there's some really high-level uh, basketball teams on the island, but even, you know, some of the best players that are in the basketball league are really, you know, um, high-level lacrosse players. It is the, you know, and it's, and it's different than other places in the country, right, because it is the preeminent sport on the island. You know, um, it's remarkable to be honest with you. And I, and I've been fortunate because I've gone 
from Nassau County to Suffolk County, and now I'm in the Catholic League. So I've, I've kind of seen it in, in, you know, in its entirety, you know, the whole island and all the leagues. Um, it really is a big deal, and it's really important to people. Yeah. Why, why do you think lacrosse has become, you know, because you're exactly right. I mean, I think it's you know, like, you know, most of Pennsylvania, you know, obviously on the East Coast, obviously Texas is probably the legendary one that most people think of when they think football is king. But even in states like Florida, I mean, you get tons of uh, professional players that come out of those states, um, right. Ohio, Michigan, like you can, you can list them all. Like, why do you think lacrosse has kind of taken on that um, status on Long Island as opposed to football or basketball? I, I just think it's been around for such a long time, you know, uh, Garden City and Manhasset played the Woodstick uh, Classic every year, a high school, you know, rivalry game. And it's, you know, it's uh, over 100 years old. And, you know, there's programs in youth leagues that have been around for, you know, 80, you know, 90 years. You know, it's just something where the sport took hold here. And, um, you know, a lot of guys come back to Long Island, uh, you know, after college. So the youth leagues remain very strong and, and you have great coaching. So you continue to push out, um, you know, great lacrosse players. And it just, it's kind of a perpetual thing that just keeps going out here. Yeah. And I mean, so kind of getting back to you, I mean, you, you coached at some pretty, you know, obviously most people probably heard of Syosset. I mean, most people probably heard of half Hollis Hills West and, and East and, all those programs like you, you were head coach at some, at several notable programs and obviously even Port Washington. And, um, you know, obviously there's, there's really no shortage of nameable programs on Long Island. What really attracted you to, to St. Dominic's? I know you'd mentioned your kids, but what was it about taking over that program that was really attractive? So, uh, you know, my, my children being there, my boys being there and playing there was obviously a big factor. Um, and the other piece was, you know, trying to build the program, you know, trying to, you know, it, it, it's a little bit easier, you know, walking into some of these high schools that have established programs, you're going to get, you know, kids year after year. And, you know, the opportunity to build something, you know, at St. Dominic's was just uh, attractive to me. I, I found it really compelling that, you know, you, you'd have to kind of work really hard to get kids to believe in you and believe in the program and your vision. Um, you know, uh, I spoke to, you know, some of my, my good friends, um, you know, one of my college teammates is Steve Kofer at Cabrini University. Um, and, um, you know, they just won the Division Three National Championship. And, you know, he said something, you know, sometimes you got to plant your flag and, you know, believe in it. And, um, you know, people will come. And he kind of has done that there. And, you know, that struck me. And, and um, you know, I, I just thought it was a great opportunity. And I'm I'm really glad I did it. Yeah. Talk about, what was the history of lacrosse at St. Dom's kind of prior to you? So uh, St. Dom's um, did not have a program uh, for a long time. They started up the lacrosse program uh, probably about 20 years ago. Um, and it's been on a little bit of a, like a roller coaster. They've had some nice teams and some nice players. And then they kind of cycled down and, um, you know, just very reliant on, you know, kind of who comes through the door. Mm -hmm. um, type of program. So, you know, um, you know, probably over the last five or six years, um, it's gotten a little bit better. You know, kids have seen it as a good opportunity. Um, obviously we're, we're selling it like that right now. Um, you know, as a place that you can go and get a chance to play and really expand your game and, you know, grow into, um, you know, to be a great player. Yeah. 
And you know, one thing I want to ask is obviously people, you know, the, the debate on public versus private will continue to rage on, you know, long <laughs> long after we're both gone, <laughs> gone, yeah. from this, gone from this earth. But, you know, you, you've obviously had both perspectives. What, what do you think the difference is, the big difference between uh, coaching a public school program versus coaching a private school program? So, I, I, you know, I think the public schools, um, you, you know, when you're the coach, you're very reliant on um, your youth league and your feeder program. And, uh, you know, there's some great high school coaches, but a lot of it comes from the great youth programs that push kids into their, you know, their high school program. And, and you know, you're getting huge numbers and, and kids with high skill levels and they come in and you can kind of, you know, plug and play those kids right away. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the private schools, you're more reliant on, you know, building a program and, and selling yourself and your staff and your school and trying to bring kids in. And it's, you know, it's almost a little bit, you know, I, I don't want to get in trouble, but it's almost like, you know, recruiting, um, you know, uh, kids to come to your school. And, and, you know, that's probably the biggest difference. I mean, I guess it's got to be recruiting or just convincing, like, you know, obviously the education is one aspect of it, but I mean, there's, you know, I mean, you play in, you know, the Catholic League. I mean, most people probably recognize that more for Chaminade and St. Anthony's. I mean, there's there's places on the island that play at top levels. I mean, that got, that's got to be, you know, you're competing against those guys, too, I'm sure, for players. <laughs> It'd be like, why do you come here versus there? I mean, it's right. – I, it, it, and I've, I've been around the block long enough. Like, it's been one of those, like, in public schools. I remember in Maryland, like, there was uh, – they have magnet schools, and kids can go to certain pro- schools based on programs they're interested in. And, you know, a lot of athletic programs that use that as the, the window to get some, some guys into the door right, right. Um, to, to play for them. And, I mean, there were some schools that you know, had some pretty good success. Like Eleanor Roosevelt had several NFL players come out of that because of that. Yeah, so That uh, works. And it, yeah. it, it's not like we're un- unmasking some sort of secret here. Everybody, you know, <laughs> that, that cat's been out of the bag for, right. for years and years. But uh, kind of thinking about, you know, you mentioned the, the program at St. Dom's kind of been on a little bit of a roller coaster. So what's it like whenever you walk in the door and you're not only, you know, I mean, you're building a program. So you're saying you have to convince kids, you know, not only to even come to St. Dom's to play lacrosse, but I'm sure there was probably some convincing for kids that were already in the school, like to come out for the program. Like, what is that like to kind of start a program, you know, maybe not necessarily from scratch, but, you know, really trying to build it to make it into the success you guys have had in recent years? You know, I I, I think a lot starts with, you know, your, your attitude, you know, I, I don't, um, I, I don't fake it when I tell the kids like, we're going to win here. Um, and I, and I believe that, you know, the, the first year we came in, um, you know, we had a, uh, you know, a, a good year. We were 11 and seven. We played, you know, all the Catholics on the Island. And the first time we played St. Anthony's, you know, they beat us up pretty good. Um, we beat St. John the Baptist in a playoff game and we had to face, St. Anthony's again in the semifinal and all of a sudden it's a it's a 12-9 game in the fourth quarter and you know I think it even our own team was like wow like you know he told us you know follow the plan you know come to practice and work hard we're going to get better you know and and um I I know that to be the case I I know we'll win here um I have great you know assistant coaches um my defensive coordinator is Todd Higgins um, was a four-time All-American at Princeton, you know, won two national championships. 
my offensive coordinator is Brendan Rooney. Um, no, no relation, by the way. Uh, Brendan's a, Brendan's a great guy. He won a national championship at Nassau Community College before going to play at Virginia Wesleyan, where he was a captain and, and just a, a really fine player. So, like, you know, you, when you know you have good people around you and, and you know that you've had success and you know how to do this, you know, you, you kind of bring a confidence and you bring a, uh, you know, a focus and determination. And that's, that's what we do. And, and you're right. It's not easy, you know, trying to convince some of these kids. But, you know, we believe it. We really do. Yeah. I mean, kind of probably going to ask you a question, maybe expanding on that a little bit. But, you know, you mentioned um, kind of getting kids to buy in, you know, and I hear that from coaches all the time, you know, at, at every level. I mean, um, unfortunately, I'm a Redskins fan. So <laughs> that's one of the things you hear. It's like you get you got to get all the guys rolling in the same direction to kind of, you know, and that's when you get special teams. So and I mean, but if it was easy, you know, every program would win. And I mean, some programs have right. more challenges than that. Like, what do you think it is? either about a coach or a coaching staff, or maybe it's the players that enable, like what does it take to kind of get players to all buy in and row in that same direction? Or is there a, like, I, I, I know there's no, not a magic I, bullet, but. I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I mean, we kind of believe that, um, you know, one, the kids have to know that you care about them. You care about, you know, their success. You, you want them to be successful. Um, and if they, they think you care about them, I, I think, that goes a long way. They're more willing to uh, listen. They're more willing to, you know, buy in. Um, I, I you listen, you know, it's funny you talk about that. I always find it amazing that kids don't buy in. You know, you have, you know, some guy with a big resume who's won, and for whatever reason, people, you know, players don't want to listen. And, and, you know, I think there's there's a lot of personal relationships there. And, um, you know, I know with my guys at, at Dom's, I, I'm pretty confident that if you ask them, you know, they would say, oh, coach loves practice. Coach loves us. You know, like those type of things. I, I tell some of the kids that come for like a shadow day, you know, to Dom's to check out the school. You know, I say I, I've never hugged, you know, more players in my life than I do at St. Dom's. You know, like it's just something, you know, that uh, I think my my players know that, you know, they know that I love them and they know that you know, I want the best for them. And I, and I think that's a big part of it, you know, that they, that they realize, wow, this guy's, you know, not only working hard, but he's, he's invested in us, you know, and I think that helps. Yeah. And you mentioned that, that first year when you're, you're playing tight, um, that tight game in the, in the semifinals against St. Anthony's, what, what does something like that do for a program? I mean, obviously I know you guys didn't win that game, but you made it sound like those players, like that was a result. They weren't necessarily maybe, would have expected at the start of the right. season. Um, wow. What does a game like that kind of do for a program? You know, I mean, the immediate result was, you know, my, my phone um, blowing up, you know, from a few of the St. Saint, Saint Anthony's parents that were there that I knew and saying, you know, what a, what an unbelievable game and, and how hard my kids played and, you know, and, and even coach Weiserick, um, you know, from St. Anthony's after the game talking about, you know, w what a great game and, and, and things like that. So, you know, it gives you, you know, that credibility, it gives you, you know, a chance to kind of say to the next generation uh, that's coming through the next team, like, Hey, just, just stick with us, follow the plan. You know, there's going to be bumps on the road, you know, um, you know, we just need to keep, you know, keep plugging away and keep getting better, you know, um, 
you know, we talk about practice all the time. And I, I say, you know, Michael Jordan had a coach. And the kids look at me. And I guess now I should probably say LeBron James has a coach. <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, like there's a reason why they go to practice every day because you got to keep improving and you got to keep getting better. And, and that's something that that team learned at the end of the year. And we're able to kind of use that now going forward. Like, Hey, you know, we will get you better. Just stick with us. You know? Yeah. Um, so we, we've, we talked about like what it's like public versus private, but you know, and obviously even talking about Long Island, but talk about that Catholic league a little bit. Cause again, most people probably recognize it for the Chaminade St. Anthony's, but you know, the Catholic league is, I mean, you guys are pretty well balanced. I mean, there's, there's some really good pro there's programs that people would recognize outside of St. Anthony's and Chaminade. But what is that? It's, it's for people who may not know, kind of describe what it's like. Cause you know, the Catholic league is almost its little microcosm of Long Island because I mean, I know you guys play some of the teams on Long Island, but you guys don't participate in the New York state championship. You have your own playoff system. So kind of describe right. it for people who may not be aware. Well, you, you have, um, you know, obviously you have two programs in St. Anthony's and Chaminade that are just, you know, almost uh factory like in, in the amount of kids that go there and the teams that they put on the, on the field every year. And then you have, some, some, you know, other programs that are, you know, are very high level as well. And you have Kellenberg High School, which is here in, in Nassau County, um, you know, that, uh, you know, last year and then the, in the year prior um, had two good years in a row. Uh, they're a good program. You have St. John the Baptist, which is out in um, Suffolk County, which had an excellent year last year, has a really good, you know, young group of kids. Um, they're another really good program. And then you have Holy Trinity, which is, you know, sort of right in the middle of the island, which historically has had some really good teams and really good players over the years. Um, and then you have St. Mary's, which is, um, you know, the western part of Nassau. Um, and, uh, you know, their coach, Matt Panetta, coaches in the PLL. Um, you know, he always puts out a good, you know, well-coached team. So, um, you know, it's it's the – and then obviously there's St. Dominic, um, which – you know, we, we feel like, you know, we're the, you know, we're that team that is, um, you know, beating a bunch of these teams and trying to, you know, trying to chip away and get to, you know, where we're, you know, on even standing with the best teams on the Island. Yeah. So what's it like playing in that, in a conference like that or a league like that? It's tough. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's tough. Um, you know, everybody's got talented kids and everybody's got a well-coached team. And, um, you know, it, it's tough. But, you know, the other side of that is well, you want to – that's what you want to do, right? You want to play good lacrosse. You want to play yeah. high-level lacrosse. So, um, you know, the nice thing about the Catholic League is we, we get to play a decent amount of non-leagues. So we get to go out and test ourselves and, you know, play um, – you know, different, different, uh, schools and, and out of state games and things like that. Unfortunately for Nassau and Suffolk lately, the way they've, you know, organized the leagues, they've eliminated a lot of their non-leagues like Suffolk only gets two non-leagues and it's tough. It doesn't give you that ability to kind of, you know, stretch yourself. Like we went up and we played Christian brothers Academy in Albany. We played St. Joseph's uh, high school in Trumbull, Connecticut, uh, we played Glen Rock in New Jersey. You know, we try to go out and play, you know, a lot of different schools and, um, you know, just, just expand uh, the kids' horizons a little bit. So, but the league itself on Long Island is tough. It really yeah. is. 
you, you mentioned playing the schools out of state. Like, what do you see the advantage of playing, you know, a St. Joseph's out of Connecticut and, you know, teams in New Jersey? Like, what's, what's the advantage to playing them versus, you know, schools that are close to you guys? I, I think you just – you go up against a, a kids that you've never probably played before um, or in youth leagues. You know, a lot of the kids on the island – with all the club lacrosse that our kids play and, you know, youth leagues that they play, you know, it's amazing after a game, how long it takes to break up the handshake lines because they know each other, you know? Yeah. So you get to go up and play, um, you know, like CBA Albany and, and, and the game is always played a little bit differently, right? When you go to like different areas, you know, the Albany group, the CBA group was very, very physical and the game was very physical and, you know, the rest seemed to uh, let it go that way, you know, and, and so that was good, you know, and it's, it's a good learning experience for the kids to learn like, well, this is how a game's being called, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's adjust and play, you know, and things like that. So um, I just think it's neat. It opens up their eyes. It gets them to meet kids and, you know, who knows down the line, maybe they're in college or, you know, at a job some, you know, later on in their lives and they get to say to each other, oh, hey, you were on that team. I was on this team, you know, and it builds that lacrosse camaraderie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so one thing I would say, you know, I'll, I'll, every time I interview a, uh, a kind of a veteran coach, I always kind of like to ask him, you know, for the for the next group of guys coming up, and I'm sure you probably got some young assistants on, on your staff as well. Like, what's something that you know now that I guess you wish you had known then that, you know, maybe the young guys should should hear? I, I I would say um, never stop learning. You know, there's a lot of guys that come out and, uh, you know, they have big resumes and they, you know, played at high levels or, you know, they, you know, whatever it is, they kind of go, yeah, I know this sport. I know how to coach it, you know, and I'm going to do this. And, you know, when you see, you know, the top college guys and you talk to them and you sit down and, you know, I'm fortunate to do it a decent amount. You know, they, they're always picking, you know, your brain and they're always asking and, you know, they're always talking about, oh, I, you know, you know, I like that school. I like the way they run this. They, they have a great set that they run or, you know, they, they, they adjusted their defense and they, you know, they hold their slide and, you know, they show and don't go. And you just, you can learn a lot. And, and that's the biggest thing to me is you got to stay um, as a lifelong learner. You know, and, um, you know, I look at like Bill Belichick, you know, who's probably the greatest coach of our generation. And he is constantly, you know, bringing in college guys. I remember hearing, you know, him bring in Chip Kelly to work on his hurry up offense and things like that. So if, if Bill Belichick is continuing to learn, I think we should all kind of be, you know, open to that. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably and I'm sure Phil Jackson, you mentioned Michael Jordan and him, the coaches, like he was always one of those guys. I remember reading his book uh, years ago. And I was always, that was one of the things I remember him mentioning in there was like, you just never, and you, and you pull things from areas that may not seem obvious at the time. Like he studied more than just right. basketball. You know, right. obviously he was probably big, you know, the Zen master was his, always his nickname, but he said he always pulled a lot of stuff out of, out of that, that kind of helped him in, in athletics. So, I mean, it kind of goes to, you can study lacrosse, but there's also other avenues that um, you can learn from and pull from um, to help you out as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we covered a lot. Is there anything that I kind of that I, I didn't ask you that maybe you wanted to touch on today? No, you know, the, the only thing I, I wanted to mention, um, you know, in, in building this program, you know, at St. Dominic, one of the things um, uh, 
that we've done, myself and my assistant Todd Higgins, is we've started a club program, um, shore to shore lacrosse. And, you know, club club programs is, is kind of the only way to, you know, a private, you know, school can, you know, quote unquote get a feeder. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's um you know, it's been something and listen, we have we, we don't put any pressure on the kids. Most of our kids wind up going to their, you know, hometown high schools and things like that. Um, but it does give you the chance to be in front of a group of kids and they get to know you and, you know, that familiarity sometimes is enough, you know, to get kids in the program. And, and, you know, we've hired some really good coaches at shore to shore and the program's gotten bigger and better. And, you know, this freshman class that we brought into St. Dom's has two, you know, really excellent young freshman players that came out of our shore to shore program. Um, We see probably a few more coming in in the next, you know, couple of years. So that's, you know, that's something that we're really, um, you know, working at looking forward to. Yeah. I mean, I get, I got to ask you about that because obviously starting a, starting a high school program is one thing, but starting a club program at a place like Long Island, what, yeah. what is that like? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is, uh, that is so much work. You have no idea. Cause there's, you know, there is a lot of good programs and, um, you know, I, I came, my boys played in the team 91 program and, uh, it was it was excellent, and I you know I coached for them, and you know it was great. And we and one of the things that I really liked about what they did was the training. So, you know, we started it three years ago, and we've really built it. You know, more concentrating on building skills and and fundamentals and things like that, rather than you know hanging uh, you know t-shirts from tournaments up. You know, so we, we've expanded you know pretty nicely. We had five teams our first year. 11 teams are our are, are second year this year we have uh i think about 17 teams something like that so you know we work really hard at training we're always you know um you know having these training sessions based on grades and you know we we, we talk about a lot like what we want to work on what skill development um you know what mini games that we can play to build it up uh but there's a lot of competition like you said like you know long island is loaded um with travel so you know, we try to differentiate ourselves in, you know, making it a lot about making the players better, you know, not necessarily the championship, you know, we've won a few of those too, but about making, you know, these kids better lacrosse players, higher IQ lacrosse players. And yeah. I think we've done a pretty good job. And what what year is this? You said you had five in your first year, like how many years yeah. sort of sort of been, been around? So um, our, uh, our, our program as a whole, this is our now, I guess we're going into our third summer. Um, okay. so yeah, so this is the third summer. So we, there, the, we, our oldest team is a 2023. That was kind of the original team. There was one team that put it together in third or fourth grade, I believe it was. And then, uh, that was from, you know, Todd Higgins and a bunch of guys in Manhasset. And then um, we expanded it. He asked me to come in and help, and we expanded it, um, to, you know, three years ago. And now um, we're up to that many teams. And our 2023, we've we've kept as the oldest age group and built downwards. So we we have a, like a kindergarten, first grade. It's it's more of a, a clinic than a team, you know. But they they'll play some games. They'll get a uniform and helmets and things like that. So we've we've pushed it, you know, down from there, and it's it's been, you know, successful. Yeah. I, I, what, what are some of the, I mean, you don't, you don't have to give me you know, all, all the, uh, the details, but I'm curious, like what the, what was the, the conversations like with either, you know, parents or players, whenever you're starting this program a few years ago and trying to get kids to, to you know, 
to you guys? Like, what are, what are some of those right. conversations? Because, like, again, you know, starting a high school program, you at least got some kids in the school. <laughs> like, right, you could, right. You know, but, uh, you know, we're starting a club program from scratch. Like, what were those converse, early conversations like? Um, the, yeah, I, I mean, it is tough to con- convince parents. But, you know, we, we sold them on, you know, we're good coaches. We know what we're doing. You know, we're going to train. It's not going to be, you know, where we take your money, uh, you know, throw a fancy uniform and helmet at you and see you, you know, on a lacrosse field for a tournament. You know, we we gave them like a definitive schedule, like we're going to have fall training. You know, we went inside, we we train, you know, we have 16 sessions of training over the winter in an indoor facility. So we gave them a blueprint of how we were going to do it. Not we think we're going to do this or we're hoping to do this, but this is what we're going to do. You know, um, we have the current head coach of Fort Washington, Isaac Neal, who's a great coach. Um, Dennis Kelly, who played at UMass multiple time All-American and, you know, multiple other, you know, high school coaches in various levels as part of our staff. So, you know, when you could put really good guys in front of parents and say, you know, don't don't go to some of these other programs where you may not get the same either training or attention or, uh, you know, even the ability to get on the field. We've kept our rosters, you know, at a very manageable level. We don't go over 23 on our roster because we know that's, you know, that's kind of the right number, you know. Right. So, um, you know, we were fortunate because it, it does take a lot of convincing and people, um, you know, bought in and, and it's been great. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like uh, you, you obviously have the experience and, and the uh, intelligence because obviously – you know, competing on Long Island at, in lacrosse in general is a is a daunting task, and you've had success everywhere you've been. So uh, it was it was a great chance getting to getting to talk to you, Coach. Like I guess I I, I got to finish up, kind of ask you like how, how uh, what's the St. Dom's teams for for 2020? I can't believe we're already talking about 2020. What, yeah. what are you guys looking like? Um, I, I love our team, Mike. We we have uh, like a whole returning defense. Um, all three of our base will be seniors. Um, all three will be college lacrosse players. Uh, we return our pole. He's a junior. I have a freshman goalie who I, I believe is the best freshman goalie on the island. Um, he's tremendous. He, you know, he's one of those guys that came to us and believed in us. Um, we return um, a big portion of the offense. Uh, we graduated uh, my son Jack, who's at Furman University, playing there, but. Um, you know, most of the offense is back and we have a couple of D1 guys and and um, they've been working hard. We, we go out at least once a week and, um, you know, work out um, the kids who aren't playing football and soccer. And there's an energy with this group. They're really excited, um, you know, and, and you know, we, we, we want to we're just going to work hard, you know, no predictions. We don't talk about any of that stuff. We right. will have our own private goals and stuff like that. But um I can tell you this, I, I'm so excited, like, where this team is for 2020 and, and, and beyond. Yeah, it's, uh, I know it's probably it's further for you guys because you guys are one of the the uh, later starting states, obviously. Yeah. Like, the winner probably gets beat you guys up pretty, pretty well <laughs> up there. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're – or what, 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 less than six months. What, what are we in, November? Or, no, we're in October. I'm losing track of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're probably, like, six, you know, four or five months away. Uh, for right. the season, which it'll, it will be here before we know it. It'll be yeah. uh, it'll be nice to break those first practices. Yeah, it's exciting. It comes fast. You know, yeah, it, it really, really does. does. Yeah, yeah. That that holiday eats up a lot of eats up a lot of time that uh, 
do you think with all the traveling and all that that most people do around the holidays? Right. So, you know, yep. next thing you know, it's January and it's really close at that point. <laughs> it, it really is. Like when the, when the calendar turns, all of a sudden it becomes uh, weeks, not months, right? And it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. All right, coach. Well, I cannot, again, thank you enough. Uh, if anybody, like, if uh, anybody wanted to follow you guys online and want to kind of check out and learn more about the, St. Dominic's program. Where, where should they check you guys out? And the Shore to Shore. Where should they check you guys out online? So uh, St. Dominic's, uh, the Instagram and Twitter are uh, at St. Dom's Lax. Uh, we have a Facebook, Bayhawks um, Lacrosse. And for uh, Shore to Shore, it's um, Shore to Shore underscore Lax. So Shore to Shore, no spacing. Uh, and it's it's Shore as in like the beaches, S-H-O-R-E, to Shore, uh, underscore lax on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And I will have links to everything in the, in the show notes and on laxrecords.com. So we'll make sure people find you, find you online pretty easily if they just want to click rather. Thank you, Mike as well. I, so yeah, uh, coach, and thank I, you again so much. And I just wanted Mike, thank you. You know what you do with lax records and, and recognizing, you know, the high school lacrosse players around the country is, um, you know, is tremendous. These young kids work really hard and, and, you're somebody who works really hard to recognize them. And, and I know, um, you know, parents and kids appreciate it. So keep up the good work and thank you. No, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's, all, it's always, it's always good to hear. And, you know, every now and then a kid will reach out to me and, and tell, I actually had a kid reach out to me today and tell me, and, you know, that's honestly really what, why I keep doing it. You know, it's one of those things like I, I have the ability to help, you know, a you know, a few kids achieve their goals and, you know, and it's just because they got a little bit extra press, Right. That's that's really you know that 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 does it for me. That work that works for me. That's why why I decided to start this site rather than uh, what I've been doing at ESPN, which is really a lot of what Inside Lacrosse does. And I was like, you know what? They got a staff. I they do it fine. Like, I can't. Yeah. You know, <laughs> got to do something different. I'm not going to compete against those guys. So you know, what right. can I do that that you know to get the other kids' recognition? So yeah, thank you so much. Well, thanks. Thanks again, Mike. Thanks for having right. me on. I really appreciate it. All right. You have a good evening. You too. All right.